0: to Confessions from
1: the Couch. We are your three favorite hosts Laisha,
2: Liv, and Mira. Last week we discussed situationships. We provided our definition of what a situationship is, our personal experiences, and how we can redefine situationships. This week we'll be talking about relationships with yourself.
0: Building a strong relationship with yourself is very important. At what age do you start building a relationship with yourself?
1: So I think I started building a relationship with myself in elementary school. I was bullied. So it obviously like being bullied, you have to kind of come to yourself and have conversations or just realize and recognize how you feel. So since like that happened, like I just talked to myself a lot, like, well, why is this happening? This and this and like. I ended up building a relationship with myself through that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mine was similar, but I think building, like I started building a relationship with myself in middle school, and that's like, well, we call it junior high, so that's like the ages of preteen years. Um, mm-hmm. I chubby little thing. People didn't like it. Like, because it was bad. Little kids are mean. Like they were. Like I was bullied, and it was really bad to the point where I used to come home crying. Like, but I realized then, like, after having those conversations with my grandmother, like, you have to, you have to like yourself. So I had to start liking me for me because mm-hmm. I wasn't going to change, and other people definitely wasn't going to change how they viewed or see me. So
2: that was that. Okay. You would think that people would start um, building a relationship with themselves probably towards when they're coming to adulthood. Just for the simple fact that, like, during junior high school, during especially during high school itself, you're making friends, you're trying to fit in with other people, and you're really not finding you. You're just trying to conform into, like, groups, other groups. So I would personally say... Probably college. I was now trying to build a relationship with myself. It was like the first time of me having my own space and, you know, just being isolated from, you know, people just to probably get to know the things that I actually like. So, yeah.
1: Hmm. So, I feel like I recognized, I agree with both of you. I think I recognized what a relationship with myself was in elementary school, but I didn't actually try to put effort until I was in like college because I had free time. And it's like, oh, I like this, I like that. And I, that was me building that relationship with myself.
0: I think at different ages, you see different things, right? So, yeah. we all said like it was basically childhood age, like, a childhood range of when we started to build a relationship with ourselves but i honestly think when it comes down to it you don't do that until adulthood like you don't grasp the whole concept of it mm-hmm. until you are an adult and it's literally like i'm going to be on this earth and i have to i have to look at me every day i don't want to hate who i am every day so you have mm-hmm. to i guess it's like recognizing as an adult this is what I'll tolerate. Not even tolerate, I don't want want to tolerate anything in life. This is what what I'm willing to put forth in order to have a relationship with myself.
1: When building a relationship with yourself, there's many factors that go into it. So one part of that, I guess, would be figuring out what makes you happy, what you like, and what you want in life.
0: I can attest and agree with that. One thing I've figured out in college what I like and or what makes me happy is the time I'm an introvert and it may not seem like it but I actually enjoy spending more time with myself than I do other people and so making sure that I take myself out of the equation and giving myself space so when I do feel like I'm overwhelmed or don't want to deal I shut the world out
1: and that makes me happy and I think that's important you have to be in tune with yourself so you realize that you need that time in that space because if you're if you're someone who works and have other like school and work you might just constantly be around people and you have to be in tune yeah. so you can know like all right I, I need to step away for a minute i need some me time oh oh a better example y'all really want to get to know
0: me so <laughs> i love food i like to eat if you haven't seen the pictures Check it out, but. Um, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I enjoy good food, period. And so I like traveling just to different places. So if I put those two together and I travel for good food, if I live in Maryland and I so happen to find a place all the way in Richmond that sells good Southern food and that's what I want, I will go there and go get it. And I will go by myself. And how far is that? Uh, about two hours from where I live. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Um but I that's the thing though, like I, I one again, I'll be by myself in my car with music. It makes me happy. Yeah. And spending time with myself.
2: Oh wow. Oh. Yeah, I, I could agree on the wanting to be um staying by yourself because I definitely enjoy that. Just give me the TV and I'll be there all day, all night. <laughs> 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 honestly sometimes I don't even need the tv it's just like I talk to myself a lot I'm not sure if I mentioned that before but I talk to myself a lot so I guess that's how I get in tune with myself and I'll have let me not say full-blown <laughs> conversations. <laughs> you sound crazy but <laughs> it's
1: enough to keep me sane so <laughs> You know, seeing Olivia talk to herself though is like top five, one of the funniest things ever. Cause she'll like point everything, like yeah, right, mm-hmm. and like she'll have like be pointing her finger, having a whole conversation, like this girl is crazy. But you know, it was funny.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, but yeah, it 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 puts you in your own thoughts, I guess, and you get to just think about every and everything. I enjoy it. So, hey, try it out, y'all. Try it out.
0: (laughs) Another part of building a relationship with yourself is disconnected from the things or people that aren't serving you.
2: The negativity.
1: And this could be challenging because... You could have negative people as like family members, Mm. like friends. I watched the Instagram video, so I'm kind of getting that from this. The guy was saying that it's easier to cut friends out who are negative because that's your friend. Like you could just easily distance yourself. But if you have a negative family member who you may talk to five times a day, you still have to find a way to kind of like distance yourself from them because you don't need all that negativity. Nope. Block. So Hmm. it's harder when it's your family. Block.
0: Block? What you call him? No, block. So what if it was someone's father?
2: Unless they live with you, that's the only. That's how it gets hard. I guess yeah. The importance is finding that balance for
1: you and how much you can (laughs) tolerate of that person. But even though they are family, you do not have to tolerate all the negativity because it's draining, and you need to keep your energy. She's nicer than I am. Block.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, or just finding the energy to tell people off. I mean, that can be not. That's me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't apologize for who you are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, find a nice way to tell people off, and just for it's for your sanity. And if they can't handle that, they'll probably not talk to you again, or they'll keep saying smack, and then that's when you get blocked.
1: So I think my thing is I be having conversations with myself in my head a lot. So I can argue with somebody because I like to get my point across. Even if we agree to disagree, you gonna know how I feel. But it becomes like a certain point where like if you're arguing with somebody, you're telling that person off so much and it's not doing anything but like quote unquote for me making me feel better in that moment. But at the end of this conversation, it's still gonna be like negative energy or issues. In my mind, I'd be thinking like, okay, that's fine. I'm going to just distance myself. And then you know how many people are on my distancing list? Like, I feel like I'm going to be lonely as hell when I get older or like when I move out on my own and I talk to anybody because it's just like, I can't have people stress me out. So I guess that's why, like, I try to find a balance because if I block everybody, it's just me. I mean, that might be actually good, though. It might be people. I am
0: say, like, blocking people is for your own sanity and your good. At a certain age, you get to a point in your life where You have to ask yourself who is more important. Is it you or the other people that's in your life? Because I'm not, like I said, I'm not tolerating anything. I'm not tolerating anybody's disrespect. I'm not tolerating anybody's input and like negativity into my life. So if I decide that for myself, I respect you from a distance. We don't have to talk every day and that will be okay. Like, I'm just going to disconnect myself from you and the things that do not give me purpose and aren't pushing me forward because I wasn't here, I wasn't put here to just, for you to just do whatever you want and say to me. Because the moment that I say something back to you, you wanna, you either, I guess if you're an older person like cousin, family member or something, you wanna have something to say. But as soon as I say something to you, it's going to be an issue.
1: No, instead of before I get there, block. I think that's really important. Because some people just think like, oh, that's your family. You just have to put up with it. But if it's really affecting you, you have to, like you said, put yourself first and realize like, this isn't working. I need some space. I need distance. I don't need anything from you. Like it depends on the situation, I guess. But that's that's really important.
0: One of the realest things I've seen was, it was on Instagram and it was during like one of the holidays, like Mother's Day or Father's Day. And it was saying something about like, not having like if you have a if your parents are toxic you don't have to continue to be in the, like an abusive relationship with them and i think that's that i don't know i think it goes hand-hand it's like family it's supposed to be family you're going to love them but that don't mean you have to be a part of their toxicity
1: and take whatever they're giving like, unfortunately, like, just because that is your family member doesn't, like, just because you were born into that family doesn't mean anything. And a lot of people say, like, your friends are more your family than your family are. You can't help how you were born or what family you were born into, but your friends, you get to choose them. So those are people who actually can probably gain or add value to your life because you chose them. One quote, it's a family quote. Excuse like the little the French in it, but my grandmother used to say like just because they're your family, like who cares? And she would always say, "F them all, big and small titles to the to the side. Like it doesn't matter who you are if you're not serving me, then forget you."
2: Mm. Okay, <laughs> I know. Right.
0: The other piece is disconnected from the world. We mentioned it before. Of uh, just needed a me time. Do things that
1: give you purpose that serve you. Mhm. Ah. <laughs> i guess this could be more like personal but a part of i think the three of us a part of our relationship with ourselves is spiritual healing or cleansing um we do have we believe in god and saying you have to this is like obviously an unbiased show but that's a part of our relationship with ourselves I, I feel as though God is I am God. Like God is me. So everything like I am is because of God. So how can I have a relationship with myself and he not be all up in it? Hello? But God is the first important
2: relationship that I have. And then me. <laughs> and then <laughs> <not>. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm mean. <laughs>
0: The last piece of building a relationship with yourself is detoxing. Detoxing for me, it comes in various ways. That is like detox waters. So if you ever been on Pinterest or on Facebook and you've seen like different like recipes of strawberries, mint in a water, I do those because they provide different things like cleansing for your body. That is part of it. Like releasing toxins from your body. We consume so much on a daily basis. It's important to detox your body
1: and detox yourself. Detox your body for your physical needs, your spiritual needs, your mental needs. Mm -hmm. Like you just need to detox and just get the negative energy out. I guess some people do this by meditating. Some people do it by praying. Some people, it's various ways, but detoxing, I think is, you should probably do it. I don't know how often you may need it, but it, it definitely should be a part of it. Yeah.
2: Agreed, agreed.
1: I would say daily. If you want to, like actually, twice a week, that's like
0: optimum. Five <laughs> <But we should laughs> days a week is least the
1: bare minimum. Seven days a week is the needed. Especially if you're talking
2: about water and meditating and praying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, true, true, true. Oh wow. I never thought of it being that. Essential, but you guys make a good point.
1: And I mean, working out is a part of it too, because mm-hmm. it's just like you have to make sure you're feeling okay and your body's in like the best shape or condition it couldn't be in. Um, mm-hmm. I know like, a lot of people don't like working out. I drag my feet, but it does make me feel a lot better after I work out.
2: Some practices to consider when building a relationship with yourself are caring for your needs. Being selfish with yourself, being in tune with yourself, regularly making time for yourself, such as being intimate. That's a good start.
0: And of course, this list can be longer and grow from here. But this is like the basics of starting that relationship or building it with yourself. Yes, it is. So we talked about building a healthy relationship with yourself, but also recognizing when you are in a unhealthy relationship with yourself is also very important. It's like being in an unhealthy relationship with someone else. You know those signs. So knowing the signs of when you're an unhealthy one with yourself, what can that look like and what do that look like?
2: But this will actually help you transition into starting to build a relationship with yourself. Once you can see the negative signs, you'll figure out how to get out and start building a healthy relationship. Mm
1: -hmm. Can you guys, do you guys know when your relationship may need some, like, boosting or sprucing? Self-doubt. When
0: I'm stressed out. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell when. I was supposed to say, is that all y'all say? (laughs) (laughs) I personally can tell when my relationship is unhealthy with myself, when God and I are not connected as we usually are. That means somewhere along my walk, I stopped doing what I needed to do to be connected to him. It wasn't on him. I just, maybe one day I stopped praying and then the next day I just stopped praying. And then maybe I fell asleep when I was praying. (laughs) But (laughs) I think that is the biggest sign I've re- like, even when I'm stressed, but I'm stressed because I have not been doing what I need to do to be connected to be, to be connected with God. Also,
2: mm-hmm. I agree with that. When you have a longing like, damn, I think I need to be doing this again, then that's when you got to be, that's when you got to start. Mm-hmm. But on my end, I would say self doubt like having so much negative thoughts and then sometimes I would just have to automatically amp myself up just to like snap out of that negativity and be like, you could do it, Liv. You could do it. Like, come on. And then even like subconsciously doing that, you still have those negative thoughts in your head at the same time. So you definitely know that you need some work on that. So, yeah. I guess I need to
1: figure out, uh um, what to do after I recognize because I don't think my relationship is the healthiest right now and I guess I recognize that because my life is a bit chaotic I have a lot going on I'm not organized my room is disgusting oh I just put myself out there but it is what it is it happens I haven't been like Mm -hmm. usually on my way to work with quarantine I kind of like messed it up too I would listen to a sermon every day on my way to work I stopped listening to sermons and in return not in return but As a result, I haven't been praying as much and talking to God that much. And I just feel like my life is at a standstill right now. Like, it's just, I'm not doing anything. I'm just here. And I, I, well, hopefully this episode gives me tips on how to make it healthy again. (laughs) Because now I'm joking.
0: I think that it's interesting that you brought that up. Because it's one thing in recognizing that you have an unhealthy relationship with yourself. But it's a thing of when you don't do anything to start rebuilding that healthy relationship with yourself. You stay stagnant in that unhealthy space and don't move forward with it. So for me and I, since we both brought it up, when we don't feel connected to God, I think something I do in a moment to move myself forward is to pray right then and there when I recognize that my relationship isn't where it needs to be with him. And so... And sometimes I don't even feel like I still don't be feeling like praying because I know I've been probably done some things. And I'm just like, you don't want to hear from me right now. And so it's having calling somebody to support you, having an accountability partner for any part of your life where you feel stagnant or you feel that you are having that unhealthy relationship with yourself. It's like propelling
1: yourself forward by having somebody else support you. And I think. We need to challenge ourselves because I've been lazy. Like, I know what I need to do, but I just don't feel like doing it. Just have to go through with it. Know what you need to do and take action. Because I can know I can call Alicia and she can pray for me real quick, but will I actually do it? No, because I'm lazy and I'm just stuck in my little bunker.
2: <laughs> I personally think um, having a timeline, as simple as it seems, or like or as simple as the task may seem putting out a timeline, things that you want to progress in, set a timeline like, okay, maybe I want to get up to this point at this certain time and make it realistic. Because change takes a while. Bad habits are hard to break. So, Making a timeline might be more effective, you know, and just thinking that you can just automatically just switch over just like that. Just because you recognize something unhealthy doesn't mean that you can just automatically like, all right, I'm going to do good this time. So yeah, being realistic with yourself and it's okay to relapse. I guess that's the proper word for it. To relapse, just make sure you can get back in the middle and keep it going.
0: But I think the key piece that you're saying is, like, motivation is how do you motivate yourself to do what you need to be doing? If you're missing the motivation, how are you getting that piece to actually recreate that healthy relationship with yourself?
1: Maybe I think that's also another part of, like, being in tune with yourself. Or maybe since you might be in this good mindset, like, oh, I need to improve on this writing things down that'll make you improve. Like Mm -hmm. if exercising is something I want to work on, maybe following people who exercise every day and post motivational videos, like knowing what things will help you with the motivation and get
2: the ball rolling. And having like a good support system, people speaking good things to you, I guess just like how they were saying, surround yourself by those things that you want to be. And Even like family members, even though we kind of downed them a little bit because you can't (laughs) get rid of them necessarily, but um, (laughs) having family members like that just supporting you and telling you what a great job you're doing, even how minor it is, it works. Like, you think it's just like little words they might be saying, but it, it boosts your confidence and those are definitely essential for your growth as a person, also. So, surrounding yourself with positivity, I would say.
0: I would say two things with that. First, to go off your point of having like a support system to like motivate you and support you, but also, how are you motivating yourself? Like intrinsically, are you? I even got one good for you. So. I do, like, self-motivation. One of the things I did to, I guess, build and create a healthy relationship with myself is I looked in the mirror and told myself every day for 25 days straight that I was beautiful. Ooh. Building self-confidence in myself. And, like, speaking, you have to speak to yourself and into you. Or in college, we used to have, we used to write, what, the little sticky notes? with positive words and affirm- affirmations yes, on them and stick them on out here um, and stuff. I still do it. <laughs> <laughs> I still like, do you it. You have to yourself good energy and positivity because the world would literally
1: chew you up and spit you out. Yeah, I think both are important because you need other people, but at the same time, you can't just depend on people like, mm-hmm. oh, if I don't have this to so really. today, I'm not going to be okay. No, you got to dig deep in yourself and motivate yourself, but it is also nice to have people so both are very important. And my other point was
0: setting realistic expectations. Do not set yourself um, up for failure. If you know you can't do something within twenty days, try five and then move the timeline up. But do not start somewhere where you know you where you know you can't be. And then yeah. try to get there. I think smaller goals are
1: more, more beneficial effective. than smart and smaller. Yes, small goals, yes are Mm -hmm. more than like large goals
2: one end game and small small goals in between
1: ability too because it's like oh in a year i'll do this but that year might roll around and you have it prepared properly to get to it exactly yeah smaller goals are because it's like, okay, and what did I say? Did I just say in a year I'm going to do this? But say like any year I'm going to buy a house. But with SMART goals, you need to, this month, I'm going to see if I could get a mortgage. This month, I'm going to save this amount. Like you have to.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But that's a part of SMART goals if you guys don't know what that is. So
0: SMART is an acronym for specific, measurable, attainable, or achievable, realistic, and timely goals.
2: Yeah. Mm. I never knew that. So. Really? really? Girl, no. <laughs> no. Mm. My you job is
1: so <laughs> We're helping everybody out. I use it
0: on my job daily. That's how I stay so organized, guys. I heard about it. But, um, I
1: need to get out of this laziness. Gosh, <laughs> I know how
0: to do that. I don't. <laughs> so now we need to... FYI, she didn't tell us any of this until now, so therefore, we now will hold her accountable. See, that's what I'm, <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> so, we're talking about actually having or creating these healthy relationships with yourself, what is your ideal healthy relationship
2: with you? Ideal relationship with myself looks like. Hmm just casting away all negative thoughts. Like I easily get sucked up into negative thoughts and that like drives me crazy. Like anxiety goes to a hundred real quick and just scaling back down and not subconsciously thinking them in the back of my head, as much as I try to like motivate myself again, you still thinking about these negative thoughts and I'm trying to, be where I can be just positive, like, right away. I mean, that sounds, <laughs> it's not very ideal, but, hey, I think I can work on it. So, yeah. And just, I don't know, I'm, wor- I'm working on just, like, being by myself and just, like, having fun with me, just learning new things about me. So, I'm still a work in progress, so I'm not exactly sure, but I'm getting there. Hmm.
1: Okay, so I would say the ideal relationship with myself looks like having a strong, healthy, and amazing relationship with God. Being in tune with myself, so I realize when I'm not okay, and I might need to do something or I need a break. Being confident and being confident in my decisions. I'm very indecisive, and mm-hmm. I do about what other people think. So I need that to be gone. Um, loving myself unconditionally and making sure I have everything I need to be successful. That's like my smart goals. I guess that's when that comes in. But yeah. Mm. Um, I like that.
2: I know. <laughs> well figured out, right? Well figured out. <laughs> thank you, thank that's you. Good. That that's definitely good. Don't be me, be like her. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord! I'm kidding, I'm kidding I'm kidding, it's okay not to know But a work in
0: progress But if I had to Actually pinpoint of what an ideal Healthy relationship with myself is I would say it's continuing And It's continuing learning More of what I like What I won't deal with And loving me unconditionally To the point of like loving All of me, I'm almost I'm almost 100% there, honestly, of loving all of me. No questions asked. Even down to my swamp mouth and my sassy attitude. If you don't like it, oh, well. <laughs> oh, no Because it ain't going nowhere. It know. ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, sorry, not sorry. Oh um, no <laughs> but it's just being more authentic me and having that strong connection and relationship with God, no matter what, Oh, that's the only way it's changed. if he tells me I need to change my attitude, okay, got it. Um, (laughs) but, and I'm not sure that is what, uh, my ideal healthy relationship is, is continuing to love me, love on me and finding people who love me for me. Like being surrounded around people who will love me for who I am and help push me to grow. Me, (laughs) you. (laughs) I know that was all over the place, but that's what it is. I think it was great. Negativity is the reckoning ball to self confidence. Positivity is the building blocks to self confidence. So if you feel like that you are lonely, turn that negativity, that negative feeling of being being lonely, into positive. Learn how to create a healthy relationship with yourself. Start building. Start. Start finding out what you like, what you don't like. Start disconnecting yourself from the world, disconnecting yourself from other people and things that may not be serving who you are. Get to know yourself, flaws and all. Be unapologetically you, but always leave room for yourself to grow as a person. We hope you enjoyed today's
2: episode thanks for joining us on the couch talk to you next week when we discuss insecurities please subscribe to our podcast share with your family and friends and follow us on instagram and facebook